From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday as the season is rolling right along. Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski. And Cobb Football Friday is a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal. John, of course, is the sports editor of the MDJ. And John, it's good to be with you as always. Obviously, another exciting week of high school football has concluded. We'll look back first at what happened last weekend. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I, I know we're going to look back, but I want you to think about this. This is week six. When we get done with this next week, we are halfway home through the regular season. It's hard to believe. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned as I've adjusted back to the college game, uh, John, I'd had a pretty good run, man. I don't think I'd been part of a rough season since like 2007 or something like that. But needless to say, this show is about high schools. The one I left has been playing very well, and the college I went to is still trying to find themselves. So I haven't seen a whole lot of winning, but I've certainly been following some. Well, you know, it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, no doubt. And that's Rome, Georgia, or in Italy, by the way. Well, the Walton... The Walton juggernaut train continues to roll along. They dismantled Marietta. I'm reading from your notes here. And the fact that they can light up the place like a pinball machine is one thing, but they also held the Blue They played pretty good defense in that game. Yeah, they held the Blue Devils to 180 yards of total offense. They forced five turnovers. Four of them were interceptions. Two of the turnovers turned into the defensive touchdowns. Uh, you know, they're off this week. They're one of the few teams that are off this week. Uh, they're going to be one of the few Cobb County teams playing next week, which is the, the traditional break. They'll be at North Paulding. So uh, we're, we're closing in on uh, getting rid of these non-region games. Yeah, no kidding. And they just continue to roll right along. Well, we will roll right along. And let's talk about McEachern. And you make the point here they're starting to get healthy. And they finally did notch that first win of the year. They did. It was 49-7 to at Tucker. Uh, they got a couple of the running backs back. Quarterback uh, Jaden Kinney had a big game. Wide receiver R.J. Eccles uh, had a big game. Uh, it's going to be uh, important that not only do they get healthy, but they play extremely well this week, and we'll tell you why here in just a little while. And then Alatuna is finding the post-Gary Varner era, at least the start of it, a little bit rough sledding. They fall to 0-5. They're having trouble scoring. Yeah, it's the first time in program history they've been 0-5, and they welcome in Rome this week. That's not going to be any kind of an easy deal. You know, the offense is averaging 13 points a game, but over the last three, it's down to seven. And uh, they got to figure a few things out. Because, you know, they're in region play now. The last week was the opener uh, against Creekview. They got Rome this week. You know, it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding here uh, as they go on toward the uh, meat of the region schedule. I'll tell you what, too. I don't know that a lot of people realize it. I'm certainly witnessing it at the college level. It's it's a process when you change coaches and you bring in, you know, relatively new concepts, philosophies, etc. There's an adjustment process there because, look, every week you're playing somebody that's talented, somebody that's good, and, hey, the, you know, they're out there to win games too. Well, yeah, and especially with Alatoona, 
the, the coaching staff had been in place for 15 plus years. Everybody that came through Alatoona's system from the middle school on up playing freshman ball, JV ball, all the way to varsity, you know, that system was fine-tuned and that's what they ran all, you know, all the way down into the middle school and the youth levels. So they understood what was expected uh, of the Varner systems. Now under Bradley Smith, he's changing a few things uh, up. It's an adjustment, not just at the varsity level, but all the way down. So it's going to take a little bit for them to uh, hit their stride again. Yeah, no question. What you have really is a culture change. And, you know, when you've been playing through the system on your way up and all that, the way these feeder systems in Georgia are, philosophically, you've been brought up in the game a certain way. And then all of a sudden, when you change things at the high level, that philosophical difference certainly bleeds down through the system. And you're trying to get everybody through that to adjust. And obviously, that's a challenge that takes time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just growing pains, and that's what's going on right now. All right, well, we will dive into a quick break here. On the other side of it, we will talk about the last week before fall break. That comes your way after a timeout. I'm Brian Giffen. He's John Bednarowski, and this is Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. Back with more of it right after this. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a staple drive foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. Dial 678 I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, and Powers Electrical Solutions. And, John, let's look ahead now to this week's games. Yeah, this is the first of 15 games in the county uh, this week. You know, the Wildcats, they had to play on Saturday this past week, and they had a rough or a tough loss, 30-22 to to North Atlanta. North Atlanta has proved 
that they're one of these programs similar to Wheeler that is really on the rise. This was a battle of unbeatens last week. You know, North Atlanta was one of those teams that got into the playoffs last year, made it to the second round. So, you know, it was a very competitive game. They're going to have to figure out how to put things back uh, in place on a short week. They've got to go to Campbell. Now, Campbell lost quarterback Luke Marble during the game against Hillgrove last week. Coach Jeff Phillips said that it looks like he may be out for a while. They're hoping he avoided a broken shoulder or collarbone. We'll have to monitor that as it goes forward. Next one on the list is Harrison at Pebblebrook, but we'll hold off on that one for a little bit because Harrison head coach Josh Cassidy will join us a little bit later in the program, and we'll set the scene for that one prior to our visit with Josh. But let's move to Carrollton at Hillgrove. Interesting, of course, Carrollton loaded. Everybody knows what's going on there. And, of course, Hillgrove has played pretty well, winning two straight, and they've played very well on the defensive side of the ball. Played real well on the defensive side of the ball, and that is going to be a huge test for them this week. You know, Carrollton went 14-1 and last year. They come in with five-star quarterback prospect Juju Lewis. He is the number one quarterback prospect in the nation for the class of 2026. 2026, that means he's only a sophomore. <laughs> uh, you know, they went 14-1 and with him as a freshman, and he's just getting better. He also committed to USC uh, earlier this summer. So, uh, you know, the folks uh, that attend that game this week, it's going to be a treat to get a chance to watch him play. Well, let's move ahead now. Centennial is at Kell, and Kell has a little bit of a softer spot, at least on paper in the schedule the next couple of weeks. Yeah, this will be the region opener. Uh, the Longhorns open region play against own four Centennial. Uh, Kell's next three opponents, Centennial, Northview, Cambridge, are combined two and ten. And those two wins come from Cambridge. They're two and two. The following week after that Cambridge game will be uh, Greater Atlanta Christian. That's kind of the one region game that is circled on uh, Kell's schedule. Although, you know, Cambridge upended them last year, but this is a completely different Cambridge team than we had a year ago. So, Look, it's hard to win football games, regardless of how uh, how well your opponent is playing. But like you said, this might be a little bit of a softer part of Kell's schedule. Should help him early on in the region schedule. All right, moving ahead, and two teams that are off slowly. South Cobb is at Kennesaw Mountain. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, I was getting around with uh, Greg Oshis, who is the uh, uh, our correspondents will be covering this game. I said, you know, somebody's got to get their first win this week. And he piped up. He said, well, unless the game ends in a tie. And I had to think about it because, <laughs> you know, these teams aren't in the same region. They're not in the same classification right now. So, you know, the the GHSA says these kind of games, if they're tied at the end of four, four quarters, it's a tie game. And I had to think about that for a second. But uh, I, I'd be willing to bet somebody's going to win this one. But like you said, the Eagles are 0-4. They're allowing 38 points a game. The Mustangs are 0-4. They're allowing 30. Both need a win to start building that momentum for uh, region play. 
you talked at the beginning of the season about Marietta and their quest for that 600th win in program history. And it's a good thing they got it when they did. You made the point at the time that, you know, with their schedule, they could easily have started off 0-6 or something. And here they are coming off a loss where they were shellacked by Walton. And by the way, now they get to travel to Buford. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that uh, Coach Richard Morgan and his team want to take on all comers. And, uh, you know, there are years where that uh, works out well and really gets you set uh, and ready for region play. I hope that's the case this year, but doggone it. When, you, uh, uh, when you're playing Norcross and North Cobb and Walton and now they're going to uh, Buford, you know, they got beat 52-8 to by Walton last week, and Walton was max prep number 15 team in the country. Uh, now they turn around and they travel to Buford, who Max Prep has ranked sixth in the country. So, <laughs> you know, out of the pan and into the fire, so to speak. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we talked about McEachern getting their first win, and now they host Valdosta, a traditionally very good program. Yeah, R.J. Eccles went off, uh, wide receiver, Caught three passes for 162 yards and three touchdowns. Jaden uh, Kenny, their quarterback, threw four touchdown passes. The good news, the Indians welcome Valdosta. They don't have to travel to South Georgia. But, you know, Valdosta's 4-1. Its only loss of the season was in the opener. They played in a nationally televised showcase game at Maslin, Ohio. They lost that one, but since that, Wildcats are averaging 46 points a game and allowing nine. They're going to have their hands full over at the Walter Cantrell Stadium this week. You're talking about teams from south of here. North Cobb finally got over the hump against Northside Warner Robins. They not only got over the hump, but they pretty much pounded the Eagles on their own field. And David Eziomume is really emerging as the story that we really figured he would be. And teams know to key on him, but he's just that good. You know, the last two weeks against uh, Marietta and uh, Northside, he's combined for more than 450 yards. He's definitely playing his best football of the year so far. Milton comes into this game 3-1. and one. Their only loss was to a team from Florida, if I recall correctly. They had a twenty uh, impressive 20-point win over Roswell earlier this year and that's that, that's no easy task so i think this is this might be the most competitive game on the schedule this week yeah and milton would have some added motivation because they have been flat out dismantled by the warriors the last couple of years at north cobb yeah it's gonna be a fun one moving ahead osborne is poised to go five and oh reading from your notes here in non-region play obviously they have their eyes down the road a little bit with region games upcoming because that is still a hump that they need to get over, but they have, they travel to and take on Woodland. Yeah, it's hard to believe. We're looking at potentially Osborne winning their 10th straight non-region game. Uh, if they can go up to Cartersville and get a win, they beat them last year. Woodland is, I, I believe they're 2-2 two and two or 1-3. Mm. and three. They haven't played the most difficult of uh, non-region schedules, hate to say it, kind of like Osborne. They played Clarkston last week, and that game ended up 37-6. to And the only reason that Clarkston got six is they were able to pick up a uh, fumble 
and uh, run it into the end zone. They had 12 total yards of offense. Wow. Now, look, you know, I'm not saying that Clarkson is Walton in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, you hold any team to 12 yards of total offense. You're playing some defense. And that's one one area that, you know, Osborne hasn't had as much notoriety this year. It's been more uh, Edwin Burr, and they've been putting up 50 points here and 40 points there. This will be the last uh, non-region game. Two weeks from now, they open up against Kennesaw Mountain uh, in region play. And I'm sure that they remember what happened last year. Not to get too far ahead, but, you know, Kennesaw Mountain dropped 60 on them last year and kind of sent a message. So I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to see what Osborne does here in a couple of weeks. But let's see if they can uh, polish off the uh, non-region schedule this week with a win at Woodland. All right, moving ahead. Blessed Trinity is at Sprayberry. This one is intriguing. Yeah, it is. You know, Sprayberry started 3-0. and uh, They had the running game going. And uh, last week or two weeks ago, they went up against Kel. And I really figured that that was going to be one of those back and forth kind of ball games. It was last year. Kel had beaten them 40 to 35. Uh-uh, not this time. Kel beat them. It was kind of lopsided. I want to say it was 40 to 7. So they've had two weeks off to kind of reevaluate, you know, pick up the pieces, hopefully uh, get some rest get some uh, bumps and bruises healed up because Blessed Trinity comes in. They're coming off of their first loss of the year to Marist. They came in 3-1. and one. Despite losing to Marist, they moved into the top 10 in Class 6A at number 10. So that ought to tell you something right there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's talk about Washington at North Cobb Christian. High expectations for North Cobb Christian. What are your thoughts on this matchup? I was really impressed with what North Cobb Christian did this past week because they are a very, very young team. I think they took a really big step forward and went on the road, opening region uh, 6-2A play, the 21-14 win over Farrell. This week, they're hosting Washington. Washington comes in one and four, but that might be a little bit misleading because three of those losses came to teams in higher classification. One loss came in uh, Class 2A, but they got their first win this past week in their region opener. They beat Best Academy. North Cobb Christian has a chance to move to 2-0 in the region. I think they'll do it. Let's run through these other games quickly here. Pope is at Alpharetta. Rome at Alatoona. We talked a little about Alatuna a little bit earlier. Walker is at Skipstone, and Rabin County travels to Battle Whitfield Academy. John, let's talk a little bit here about Harrison at Pebble Brook, and of course you'll have Josh Cassidy on the other side of the upcoming break here. We talked at the uh, outset that this is going to be the midpoint of the season as far as dealing with the 12-week regular season. We'll be six weeks in. Well, not only is Harrison going to be six weeks in, they're going to be six games in. They're past that. They're past the halfway point in the season. They could finish the non-region schedule six and zero. Their defense is allowing seven points a game after a slow start. The offense is starting to get cranked up. It's averaged twenty-nine points over the last three games. Hellbrook, on the other hand, 
the offense started fairly quickly, and then the injury bug got him. The last three weeks, it's averaging only nine points a game. Now, one player that did play this past week against uh, Denmark was Dwight Phillips Jr. We've been waiting for that all year. Hopefully, they can get a couple of offensive linemen back that I believe uh, were injured earlier in the season and open uh, Phillips some holes. So, uh, Louis Aquino and some of the other players from uh, the Falcons can really start to show what they can do. This is the last non-region game for both teams. We'll open up region play in Class 7A after fall break. Yep, and those region games count that much more. I love the format here because I've said this before. You can get off to a slow start. You can take several weeks even in some instances to find yourself. But, boy, if you bring your A game when region play starts, you've got a chance. And I love that formula because seasons aren't lost and seasons aren't washed away if you can get your act together by the time region play arrives. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of our teams here in Cobb County. Uh, You just hope, you know, with some schedules like Marietta's and North Cobb's and and Walton's and those that are kind of taking on all comers, get into some of these games, and if you have a rough go, sure, you still have your region schedule ahead of you, but you really hope that it doesn't demoralize some of the teams because uh, they've had a few decided uh, strong losses put on them. So uh, it's a double-edged sword, but you're right. The the slate gets wiped clean. Hopefully uh, teams like Alatoona, Marietta, South Cobb, Pebblebrook, all of them can really hit the ground running in region play and uh, work their way back into the playoffs. Well, it's definitely going to be fun to watch. It always is. John and I will step aside and take a break right here. On the other side, though, we'll have Josh Cassidy, the head coach at Harrison. John will spend some time picking things apart with Josh. All that comes your way after this timeout. This is Cobb Football Friday from the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm Brian Giffen. He is John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the MDJ. And we're back with more Cobb Football Friday on the other side. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy. It's what the deal provides for your future. Right now, while it's scalding hot outside, the last thing you may be thinking about is your furnace. But you'll be relying on it soon enough with fall on the horizon, football starting, and the summer rapidly winding down. Daco Systems is waiving the diagnostic fee with repairs if needed, a value of $84. Daco Systems is also offering $50 off repairs for a limited time. In addition, Taco Systems offers duct fogging for just $129, using an EPA-approved cleaning agent to sanitize and disinfect the entire duct system. Hey, the air quality in your home matters. 
Take advantage of these offers to ensure your furnace and ducts are in top condition as the summer ends and cooler weather approaches. Call 770-209-2261 today for more info or visit DacoSystems.com. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen. John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal, with us as well as always. And John has a special guest. It is Coach Josh Cassidy from Harrison. John? Morning, Coach. Glad you could join us today. The 5-0 and Harrison Hoyas. How, uh, how's that sound to you right now? Sounds great, and good morning to you. Uh, thanks so much for covering Harrison High School football and for having me on, it's uh, an honor to represent uh, not just myself, but our coaches and our players as well. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. And uh, I'll tell you what, one of your pleasures right now is uh, you got a bunch of guys playing some defense over there. Uh, I think uh, you guys are averaging right around seven points a game given up. Um, kind of brag on that unit because, uh, uh, you know, they have just stuffed everybody that they've lined up against. Yeah, and it's easy to brag on them. And I think that it starts with our coaches. You know, it's it's led by Coach Fran Mahan. He's our defensive coordinator. And then up front, one of our former players, which uh, brings a lot of pride to me, is Braden Langford. Played for us. Uh, he's our defensive line coach and also in the building. And then uh, in, inside our linebackers is Coach Mahan. And outside is another former player of ours who played for us and is in the building teaching and coaching, and that's C.J. Turner at the outside linebackers. And out on the edges, we have Coach Hill, Emmett Hills, our corners coach, and Coach Williamson is our safeties coach. So, yeah, in addition to those guys, you know, for us, players make plays, and, and coaches sometimes we, we, we screw it up. But these men, our coaches, have put together game plans each and every week uh, for our players. It's been centered around our players. You know, we always think players, not plays players, not system, players, not scheme. And they've done a good job of doing that. And to brag on our players, they have just really believed in what our coaches have asked them to do. Uh, and it's easy to do that when you get a return on your investment and you have some wins like we have and you start off 5-0. and um, But just thrilled about our players and our coaches and their willingness to lock arms together um, and be critical of themselves, too, because it's easy to become complacent. But that that side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, has shown no complacency uh, in the midst of, like you said, only averaging, giving up seven points a game. They've stayed true to who they are, and that is adjusting each week based on what we see because we're going to break down the film. And even though you maybe, like you said, only allowing seven points a game and you're 5-0, and oh, there's still much room for improvement. And our guys are embracing that, both the coaches and the players. Well, I, you know, talk about a couple of the players. I mean, I, I know uh, Colin Bellamy's off to a real good start. I think Liam Gray, uh, Colin O'Hara. Uh, yes. Some of those guys are uh, really putting up some uh, some big numbers uh, during the week. What's uh, What's been the magic elixir for some of those guys? Yeah, you know, you mentioned those. The three you mentioned was Colin, Liam, and O'Hare. Colin up front on the defensive line. And, um, you know, he's one of the kids that has a Division One offer. He's a current junior for us, so we still have a, the rest of this year and next year with him. And um, you mentioned uh, Liam Gray, and who is a three-year starter. And you mentioned Colin O'Hare is a three-year starter. And they're both at the linebacking position. And um, 
to answer your question, you know, why have they had the success they have? I think it's humility. I think they're willing to um, critically evaluate themselves and, and look at, you know, what they do well and try to duplicate that and look at what they don't do so well. And, and they try to fix that. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, it, I could not speak on them without speaking with the support that they have, you know, up front, in addition to Colin, we've got Jaden Nagy, um, who's playing uh, Sam Steinhauser, uh, Christian Smith. And then we've got Kendall Walker who comes in on our speed package. And then at the linebacker core, we got an Ethan sweat who we just moved to the inside position. He's our leading tackler. He's inside with Liam. And then outside, we've got a two-year starter, junior, and Ethan Harris. Um, and then on the edges at corners, um, we've got Makai Andretti, Quentin Charles, and then, of course, we've got some offensive guys that will come over and play, and, and Amari Watson at the corner position. And back on the back end, we've got two underclassmen, junior um, Jackson Connors, sophomore Joel Combe, and in addition, we have Jacob Kiesler, who's in there um, getting reps as well at the safety position. So although you mentioned those three guys, and, yes, they are making plays, you know, for example, for the linebackers to make the plays they make, the D-line has to fit and spill or fit and box it to them. And in order for, you know, the linebackers and the D-line to get the sacks that they get, we got to have coverage on the back end. Um, so – it's a you know a total team effort, but but yeah, we're we're thrilled about those three guys you mentioned: uh, Colin Bellamy, Liam Gray, and, and uh, Colin O'Hare. You know uh, they played real well last week. Only gave up seven points to Kennesaw Mountain. You know that game is uh, you know for years uh, was an annual affair. Uh, finally got back on the schedule last year. The battle for the bell. Um, you guys got to ring it again this year. Hopefully that's going to be a series that you guys can keep going uh, as we go on, although it might get a little bit uh, tougher to get that scheduled with the uh, reclassification coming up. But uh, how how much fun has it been to kind of rekindle that rivalry over the last couple of years? Yeah, you know, it has been. You know, and it was, you know, we, we came up because Matt Dickman hired me Matt Digman came in January 2013, and I came with him. Uh, he uh, interviewed me over Christmas break, and I was released from my contract uh, over at Cal High School to come over here. And so the first three years, 13, 14, 15 season, you know, we had that rivalry with them. And then the 15, uh, excuse me, the 16, 17, 18, 19 season, it transferred over to Alatoona. Uh, we started playing Alatoona because we were in Class 6A. And um, and then these past two seasons, like you said, 22 and 23, now now we're back to playing one another. Um, it, it's been great to renew that rivalry. Um, we look look forward to continuing it. You know, obviously there's going to be some reclassification in the state of Georgia this year, um, and that's going to determine a lot of scheduling. And speaking of scheduling, uh, we were talking at the beginning of the show that you know this is week six, so it's the halfway point of the regular season. But it's past the halfway point of the regular season for you guys. You've got a uh, kind of an unusual schedule set up where you play the first six weeks. And then if I'm not mistaken, you get a bye week at the end of the year to help you get prepared for the playoffs. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we fortunately we were able to set it up that way where we've got our six non-region games and then next week's fall break. So we'll have a bye next week. And then we have our four region games, and then we have a bye before the first round of the playoffs. So 
Um, you know, and we need it. It's at a place where, as most teams do, if you're playing this thing right, you're hurting. And so we're at a point where we are and we need we need a break. Well, you got one more before you get there, and this uh, we'll get you out on this one. You get Pebblebrook, who, uh, you know, they started out pretty well. They've struggled scoring the ball a little bit uh, the last few weeks, but they got their big man back uh, last week, and they're working Dwight Phillips Jr. back into uh, the lineup. World-class speed at 4-2-something. Going to go to Georgia. You know, we've been bragging on your defense. How do you slow down somebody like uh, Dwight Phillips Jr.? Well, you don't you don't slow you know Olympian speed down. You know he comes from good stock. My daddy used to say that about me, and I know his dad was an Olympian. What you try to do is you try to vice him. Everything that we talk about on defense is is vicing the ball carrier. We've got a guy coming from the outside in. We got a guy coming from the inside out, and we got a guy coming right down the middle of him. So if we can stay on the same level and vice him. We'll have a chance. Um, you know, we understand he's going to get his yards, and we're going to do our very best to vice him. So that's the best you can do. And we've uh, not just for him, but for other players that we've seen had drills in place for this. So we'll just keep working it. But you can't replicate that type of speed that he has because um, you know we have you know one kid close to it, but he's not you know down there to four two. Well, coach. Things seem to be going right, so if uh, uh, you know if everything goes according to plan, you'll figure out how to vice him in this week. Good luck. Uh, keep everybody healthy, and uh, after this one, I guess we'll see you in region play here in a few weeks. Yes, sir. And again, we we appreciate all you guys do for high school sports, not just Harrison High School, but but all of Cobb County. Well, we appreciate that. Again, good luck, and uh, go get them on Friday. Yes, sir. Thanks again. Bye bye now. All right, our thanks to Coach Cassidy at Harrison High School and John Goodwork as always, and we will step aside and take a quick time out here. This is Cobb Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski, and we will be back with some final thoughts right after this. You're listening to Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. Got an electrical project? Powers Electrical Solutions offers a wide range of electrical services, commercial or residential, all over Cobb, Cherokee, Paulding counties, and beyond. Whether it's lighting, electrical upgrades, installations, or repairs, they're the pros to call. Every new service call includes a free safety checkup. Powers Electrical Solutions are the experts for generators, home automation, and outdoor lighting services, too. Call 404-645-6843 now to speak with a licensed electrician and ensure your electrical needs are taken care of efficiently and safely. There's a reason they've won four straight Best of Cobb Awards. Call today at 404-645-6843. Powers Electrical Solutions, powering your priorities. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday for a couple final thoughts here. John, the the stage is set for this weekend's games. Obviously a good visit with Coach Cassidy, whose team's off to a fantastic start. Any thoughts in general as we overview all these games? Anything that stands out to you? Anything in particular you're looking for? I'm just looking for everybody coming out of this thing healthy and uh, getting to, you know, the fall break. It's it's hard to believe that we've gotten to this point in the schedule already. But, you know, we get past uh, this week. The overwhelming majority of the teams, when they come back, we will flip the calendar to October. 
I, I was at Walmart the other day. They were starting to put up Christmas stuff. So you know <laughs> we, we're, we're getting to that point where uh, the temperature's dropping a little bit. You know, it's no longer 95 degrees sitting there watching the ball games. It's getting comfortable. It's getting fun. We've got the, uh, you know, colleges in full swing. The, uh, the NFL's in full swing. It, it is football season all around. And, uh, you know, I'm just anxious to get the uh, region schedules started in earnest because like we said earlier you know there is a distinct difference between non-region play and region play it's like a second season and uh, you know once region play starts you know the playoffs aren't far behind yeah no doubt hey i'm gonna blame i'm gonna blame walmart and retailers for how fast the calendar goes i mean you get past the 4th of July, you start to see the pumpkin spice. You get to Labor Day, you start to see the Christmas stuff. Slow down! <laughs> That'd be my, that would be my advice for the retail industry who seems to accelerate an already fast-moving calendar that much more. John, I enjoyed it as I always... Go ahead. You start to feel bad about Thanksgiving. The turkey doesn't get his due anymore. Yeah, no question about it. Well, John, I appreciate it as always. It's enjoyable getting together with you, whether it's via Zoom or whether it's in person. And we always look forward to Cobb Football Friday. That'll about wrap this show. I'm Brian Giffen. He's John Bednarowski. Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. And the last bit of advice I always give you, enjoy the games. So long, everybody. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.